Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Yeah, we should say that we're live with Gross Anatomy, we're, shouldn't we're we? We're live with Gross Anatomy. Uh, we're getting overexcited about the guests. Yeah, guests are exciting. So we're live with Gross Anatomy and Lauren Taylor. And I'm Dr. Jason, Cohen. Jason Cohen. And uh, here we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, the world around us. So welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, welcome. Lauren. Uh, I don't really have this any... This is our second podcast of the new year. This is... Yes. Second well, actually, podcast. this will be... Second or third of the third. new year. This third. Third of the new third, year? Wow. Yes. Losing track of time. And, uh... But we're on top of things. Are you, we are this is so... Third podcast. Third podcast of the year. We got guests outlined. Right. We have outlined guests. We're very excited. We have... Um, research we need to do. Research. We have a book author coming. We're very excited about that. We're not going to talk about it until it actually happens so we don't jinx it. Right. And then we have someone maybe going to talk to us about anti-aging. We're very excited about that. I am very excited yeah, about that. Yeah, that should be fun. Exactly. Maybe we'll find to, the found the youth. I need to take youth. some notes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to start growing some more hair. <laughs> and then, um, and not on my ears. And then um, we have someone who's going to be... You know, if we could only figure out how to get the hair from the ears to go to the hair to the head. Uh, I'm sure. But, I no mean, you're lucky because you're not bald. I'm sure. I'm getting them going. Bald, no, you're yeah. not. But I'm sure bald people think that all the time. Maybe. They do, yeah. Um, and then we also are going to have someone, I hope, come talk about um, uh, doctors doing and technology and the electronic medical record and stuff like that. So, so there's a three. Which I really want to hear about topics. too. Yeah, it should be fun stuff. Yeah. And interestingly, that doctor who who's hopefully going to come has is the co-chair of one of the committees at the hospital that deals with the electronic medical rec- uh, electronic the electronic medical record and the health information committee and all of that. And he made me co-chair with him of that committee. <laughs> and um, I know nothing about that stuff. And it's a little embarrassing. Oh I have to get up to speed pretty fast. It's not embarrassing, yeah. but do you so have time to, the first to put yourself on another committee? No, I have no time. <laughs> so uh, hopefully my wife isn't listening to this because she gets upset. <laughs> Each time I have a little more free time, I then put myself on so some you, other thing. You need to say no. Mm-hmm. Most people need to learn to say yes and live a little bit more. You need to learn to say no. I do need to learn to say no to certain things. And other things I need to say yes to. Something you said yes to is learning how to ski, which you've been doing with your wife now for, what, 20 years? Um, not quite 20, uh, but maybe more than 15, I think. Yeah, more than 15, I think, or, okay. or 14 or 15, yeah. Okay. I did not know how to ski when I moved out to Los Angeles, and in my early to mid-30s, because of my wife, um, who's a major skier... I, I, I had, saw I saw her on the video we posted. Yeah, we posted a silly video where I nearly where she died. <laughs> she nails it. What is it even called? I know nothing about skiing. Is that like it's not a jump? That no, you guys she do. Just, it's just like a little. She just looked great, and then I came down and just like lost my edge as I was doing like a slow, simple turn and almost went over my but head. But you and didn't died. go. Over. I didn't. That was a funny thing, and that's my wife was like, "Yeah, you saved it." <laughs> she was like patting me on the back, you know, trying to keep me encouraged uh-huh. to keep skiing. She was like. Um, you know, when you first started learning how to do it, you would never have kept <laughs> on your so feet. Nice. You would have fallen down, and <laughs> now you could stay on your feet, and yay, so keep skiing. Because, you know, the honest truth is I kind of, you know, my kids are 13, 15, 23, and one of the things I said to myself initially when I was first learning, because mm. we were doing it with the kids, was once my kids know how to ski, I'm going to stop skiing. Yeah. Because I was hating it then, but now I actually am decent, despite that video, 
and I kind of like it, but right. I used to say I'm not going to do it anymore, so um, I'm still doing it. So you're feeling okay from your ski thing. That I'm, was the whole thing I wanted to recap. I'm back, yeah. You're I back feel into okay. the walk movement. Knees are a little sore. I'm back to walking, though. Okay. But my knees are always sore, so that's that's life a little Dr. bit. Dr. Cohen is 50. <laughs> Why'd you have to tell everybody? I'm just no, I know, I know. Yes, actually, I just saw in the hospital another friend of mine who also, we have similar birthdays, December um, 1969, and so we both turned 50. Um, and I've known her for almost 20 years too. She's an administrator in the hospital, and we saw each other, and we were both like, ah! <laughs> you know, we saw each other this week. Yeah. Um, and together we're 100. Uh, so, yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Just double it up. <laughs> and speaking of dying, I know this isn't the, the, any of the, you know, we're not doing anything, but now that I turned 50, I was talking to my accountant and talking to my insurance guy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to get some more life insurance. This has nothing to do with really? anything else. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, my kids are 13 and 15. I am working like a dirty dog. Um, and, and... More life insurance. And I think I, I don't have that much. And I realized... If I drop dead now, even though my wife is incredibly successful mm. and does very well, um, it'd be nice to know that my kids' college and all that is taken, school and college is taken care of. So, so this has got so really morbid. Yeah, we're going, we're going, <laughs> going low. Dark. But it's practical. You know, these yeah. are things that, that unfortunately medical school doesn't teach us about life planning and business and any of those things. Um, we kind of stumble upon How it. How costly is it to up your life insurance, though? Just like I don't know. Extra. I'm, I'm going to meet with the guy, and, and there are tons of different kinds of life insurance policies. Mm. There's some where you pay little amounts, and then at, at a certain year... If you're still alive, it turns into nothing and you're done. Mm -hmm. There are some policies that is kind of like an investment, too, that you invest more money, and if you die, your, your family gets, or whoever your beneficiaries are, get a decent amount of money. But if you hit an age where the policy ends, it's kind of like an investment and money will come back to you. Right. So that's going to be something that I'm going to look into because I'm hoping not to die. Right. And I'd rather get a little bit, you know, as long as it's not crazy expensive. Have you but thought there are about a lot of different this, kinds of plans. though? If you, as soon as you up the insurance, someone's probably going to murder you. I'm just kidding. I thought of that, but you know, it, it for might the be insurance. it might be worthwhile to put me out of my misery. So then I won't have to battle with all these people in terms of no, the work-life balance will be solved. Too many bad TV movies. Yeah, well, there's a great movie, Double Indemnity, with I, like I think it's Fred McMurray. It's old. It's ancient. It sounds familiar. About killing their person and trying to the but I don't remember it totally. But they never get away with it. They never the get thing. away with it, and it's not even worth it. It's not worth it's like it. Like ends up being two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. Spend all that on lawyers. They're going to get you. Exactly. Um, today. So don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill okay, me. whoever. I didn't really have anything pop culture. Alex Trebek, you, he's pancreatic cancer. Did you want to say Alex Trebek, the host of... Yeah, he's in the news The host lot. of what show? Jeopardy. Jeopardy, the host of Jeopardy. And Jeopardy's been in the news because it's been like some big winner guy lately, right? Yeah, they're doing like a best of, I think. Right. I think because of Alex the Trebek. winners versus Trebek's, winners. Kind of in honor of Trebek's... Yeah. End of life, unfortunately. That I know. That's why I didn't even know how to talk about it. Well, but you're so right. Like we had, we had like I think briefly mentioned it in an earlier podcast. We just did? basically, like way earlier podcast when he was like first diagnosed, and then he said he, you know, like it was awesome. It was like in room. Right. Know, he claimed to be in remission. Yes, right. But you said. The truth to that can be tricky. I did. We talked yes. about that. I mean, I a just saw bit. an article. You know, it's been all over the news lately. Mm. His health, especially because of the show and all the things they're doing, and um, 
it's amazing that someone with pancreatic cancer could be doing so well today compared to five years ago, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, occasionally, uh, you know, and I even listen to some... some um, TV shows with interviews, you know, occasionally someone could get lucky, A, um, but then even though he has what's called stage 4 disease, which means that it's spread past the pancreas to other parts of the body, it's metastatic, mm-hmm. um, there are different kinds of cancers too. There's the carcinoma, that's the aggressive kind of pancreas cancer, that also occasionally we do have successes. But then there's neuroendocrine cancer, and I don't know if we talked about it on no, another, which could hit parts of the pancreas, which is definitely a form of pancreatic cancer, neuroendocrine coming from different cells of the pancreas. And that, despite it often being found late, found at stage four, spread to other parts of the body, that is a cancer that is not necessarily curable, although if caught early enough can't be, but is survivable and can be kind of made into a chronic, slow, progressing thing where people could live years and years and years and years. Now, I don't know if we ever heard on the news, I was trying to look up which kind of pancreatic cancer he had. My guess is he had, because I don't even know what chemotherapy he's getting. Kind of based on the chemotherapy, you could often figure it out, Mm. because different chemotherapies affect different cancer cells, uh, different cells and different cycles of the cells and and affect different things. So, But I I, I tried to figure it out which kind he has. I'm not sure. But he may have that kind, and that may be why he's having such success, but who knows? It's hard to say for sure. Interestingly, I wanted to lead into Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about Steve Jobs on any of our podcasts? I believe so. Steve Jobs, who is most famous for um, inventor of the tiddlywink. No, (laughs) Steve Jobs, who everybody knows is is the founder, creator of Apple, Mm -hmm. um, had pancreatic cancer. Right. But he had neuroendocrine cancer. And he had a cancer that, while I don't know the details, I'm just assuming from Mm -hmm. reading the books and reading stuff and hearing stuff, it sounds like his cancer was very treatable. I don't know if curable, but very treatable. And he opted to do holistic alternative therapies. And it really upsets me that such a smart guy could be so stupid. I know. Because he killed himself. Yeah, I read his biography and I thought, that was crazy too. Sometimes the smartest guys could be real idiots because mm-hmm. he probably would be alive today if he had embraced standard therapy and standard medicine. Yeah, and when he realized that it was too late. Right, right. So I just wanted to talk about yeah, that in terms no, of medicine and anatomy and 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 gross anatomy and and I am a fur. I love alternative therapy. I love alternative medicine. I love complementary medicine. I wonder, I mean, this is something that we can only guess at, but, like, I wonder sometimes if you're so rich, like, did somebody just, like, get inside his head? Like, I'm sure he had doctors like you being like, this, do not go this route. You know, you never know. And he's Steve Jobs, and if he says he wants this, maybe people right. were just like, okay, instead of, like, being like, do not do this. It's Who knows? possible. But he, he's someone I just think, you know, big, did you read his book, the Joe, I, the mm-hmm. Isaacson book? Yes. I don't know what his first name was, Isaacson. I think it's really Walter. interesting book. Yeah, Walter Isaacson. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a surgeon named Joe Isaacson. I think who I was thinking of, but Walter Isaacson, uh, really good book, really yeah. interesting book, and I really liked. I, I learned some good lessons about it in terms of leadership, yeah. despite his crazy uh, craziness. Um, I just think he thought he was smarter than everybody else. I I mean yeah, I was sad when he died. I yeah. wish he yeah yeah. And another thing I heard about. Um, 
uh, in terms of chemotherapy and cancers these days is um, we have what's called first-line chemotherapy, the second line, then et cetera, et cetera. First-line chemotherapy is kind of the stuff that's tried and true that they've been used to using that uh, we have a lot of studies on that we know kind of is the best thing that we have that we know works to some degree. It doesn't necessarily mean it cures you, but it, mm-hmm. it's the best thing we know because we've studied it. And then when that stops working, then we have second line and additional third line, this and that. And the nice thing about a lot of cancers today is it's been so many years that with with pancreatic cancer, with most cancers, is we have sixth line, seventh line. You know, we're at the point where... So it's possible that with Alex Trebek, even if he has the carcinoma, the more mm-hmm. aggressive cancer is... He's gotten some treatment response with the first line, and then he finished that, he stopped getting response. And then the next one, he's getting some response again. And and I heard an oncologist once talk about all you really need to win the game, to stay in the game, are base hits. Okay. You don't need a home run. Mm-hmm. And that's what each of these lines is. And if it keeps you alive for so long and with a decent quality of life, it's great. Today, I thought we'd talk about one of your S's. Oh, yeah. Because you're always saying you don't get enough sleep. So that I thought I could give you some advice. You're going to give me advice? Do you know what your other S's are? Yes. You want me to give them to you? Silly. <laughs> Salamanders. You don't. You can't add more. Okay, so for everyone who doesn't know, Dr. Cohen came up with at the beginning of the year his three S's, which turned into four, which turned into possibly five. <laughs> and There's it's going to keep growing. The first one. Selection. Selection. Selection of food. Of food. Eat better. Think, yeah. Think before you eat. Yeah. Second one, self. So that's like mental health, like working out. Is that? Yeah, wellness. Self. Wellness. Taking care of yourself. Um, sleep. Sleep. Which is the one that Dr. Cohen fails at. At least during the week, for sure. At least during the week. And then the fourth one, strive. I like so, strive. I like strive, too. Yeah. Because we're all, we're, I mean... Every week is like a, you know, it's a new beginning kind of, Every right? Week. Just yeah. try to do better. Strive is a great one. Yeah, I like strive. But strive everything. Strive to yeah. just strive to to accomplish, to to do whatever it is you're going to do, to to work harder, work better, work smarter, yeah. learn more, be friendlier, whatever it is. Because the first half of this podcast great. was really morbid, so who knows how long we're going to live. So just keep striving. Just strive to live <laughs> in a bit. Well, that's why I started working out, because I'm yes. striving to live at least till I'm 52. Me too. And then the fifth one is just if you if you're Jewish then you stress <laughs> I feel like I you can't say I mean? it. I'm not Jewish. I'm like right. uh, it's to stress. Yeah. It's yeah. a joke. So which one are we talking about today? So we're talking about sleep. Sleep. And And you're going to give me advice. Well, are you yes. going to hypnotize me? Well, there is some a sleep trend that was made popular by Kobe Bryant is um polyphasic sleeping. Have you heard about that? So first, educate me. Okay, so most people are taught to get eight hours of sleep a night, yeah. which is impossible for you, pretty much. Impossible for me. So yeah, polyphasic sleeping is basically something that Thomas Edison was rumored to have worked on, and he slept. Wait, hang on, hang on. I could do it. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> he slept in alternating fits and starts. Oh yeah. So he would only get four hours a night, and then he'd take frequent power naps during the day, and. There's different versions of this. I think Kobe Bryant, like, sleeps, like, three hours a night, and then he'll sleep, like, he'll take, like, a two-hour nap, you know, like, or two shifts of, like, two hours. Because that works for him, and obviously... And then, apparently, other people that it worked for is Leonardo da Vinci, Nikola Tesla, and Napoleon. Like, just some... Napoleon. Famous... Good example. Famous famous thinkers and I want you to know, there are days when I'm 
I'll be sitting in the office here in the chair, and I'll just put my head down and take a 30-minute power nap. See, that's what I think my yeah. dad does this polyphasic sleeping without even knowing that he's doing it. Yeah. I'd love to take a siesta, mm-hmm. but that's pretty hard. But, um, you know, unfortunately, offices aren't built, at least in, the, in America, they're not necessarily built that way. But there are some offices. I think there in are. Europe and Japan, they have these weird module cubicle things that you could kind of open a drawer and go to sleep in for a little while. Have you heard of that? Which sounds like a nightmare to me. But It sounds yes. scary. But my, actually, at my husband's work, they have a nap room. They nice. did try to do it in certain places in America. Right. But then I think America got too American and was like, oh, we'll do away with this. Right. I think in like fancy, schmancy places, they have nice reclining chairs and things. Like yeah. Google and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's like a real crappier version of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't work at Google. No, I think those that is a good idea. So you've never tried it, though? Hang on. I'm going to try it right now. <laughs> Wake me up in a half hour. We'll finish so the podcast. So four hours. No, I How many hours a, a night do you get? I try to... I try to go to sleep. I try to get six. It's usually closer to five. It's and usually somewhere between nap. five and six. So you're not doing this at all? No. You but can I get catch four. Up, but I catch up on sleep on the weekends. Okay. So on the weekends, I usually get... So I guess um, if there's nowhere for you to nap, then this would I usually get there. about eight hours on the weekends a night. Okay. And do you feel, th- feel a difference? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I, 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 I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I know I know. during the day, I'm usually not tired until I just sit and then I feel tired. But as long as I'm active and doing stuff, I don't really feel tired. Plus, there's always coffee. Oh. Okay. So, what if you you're not going to try Kobe yeah. Bryant's form of sleeping, you could... Here's what you need to do. Okay. To help you sleep. All right, Dr. You need to Kobe, cut out, Dr. Lauren. You need to cut out caffeine at least six hours before you go to sleep. Are you doing that? So you know what? Coffee does not affect me that way. You're, I can drink you coffee. Sure? Yeah, I can drink coffee. As soon as I hit the pillow, I fall asleep. doesn't matter. But it may have a negative effect oh, on your quality of, quality of sleep. sleep. Interesting. I hear there's some, there's some devices now, like wearable devices, that could help you analyze your levels of sleep. Um, yeah, I think you can even do it on like an Apple Watch. Or yeah, something. and help you figure out how to sleep better right. too, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Caffeine might not bother you, but it says it might affect your quality yeah. of sleep. But I tend not to have caffeine late anyway at night. Me too. And then alcohol. Unless I'm operating. You never drink alcohol. I but rarely drink alcohol. For people that I'm do, alcohol does the same thing and affects your REM sleep. Right. Right. So you may wake up right. feeling And the less problem focused. with sleep aids, you know, all of those sleep aids that people take, I don't know if you looked up on those, is they also affect your sleep states. So even mm. though you may fall asleep on the different sleeping medicines, your level of sleep, people will often wake up saying, yeah, I slept or I, don't, I didn't feel like I slept. Um, yeah. And they may wake up feeling more lousy sometimes. Yeah, I used to, I tried taking melatonin, but like, I, yeah, I well, just that's prefer, a lesser one that's a lesser one, but yeah. I don't, yeah, Ambien, like, I would never mess I've around never with that kind of, of that. stuff. I, I don't, I'm not, a, I just think. You just don't what? have enough time to sleep. No, I know, but I think, in my mind, people have tell me they have trouble sleeping are sleeping too late. They need to wake up earlier. It, I, I hate to say that, I really. It goes along with the Kobe Bryant theory. Yeah. I think if you wake up at 4 a.m., which is when I wake up, you probably won't have trouble sleeping at night. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
So for people that do, though, you, I mean, you should put your work away. You probably do that, too. Or do you sleep? I don't work in bed. Okay, I don't know. good. Yeah, it says yeah. it's important to keep the yeah. room separate. Yeah, usually what I'll do is um, either sometimes wa- my wife and I will watch a program we're watching together. I'll try to read a couple of pages of a book. Usually I fall, fall asleep right pretty asleep. quick. Yeah. Occasionally, I must confess, I'll play Candy Crush. And that puts me, to, I'll start one game of Candy Crush. <laughs> and the next thing I know, the phone is on me and my wife is telling me I'm snoring. And then I put it down and go to sleep. Um, this is something I got, I used to think these were so dumb, but I got blue light glasses because I'm on my laptop all the time. Yeah. And according to this article, it does help you sleep better. Like, you should wear them, like, f- three hours, like, before you go to bed if you're, like, on your computer. So you wear blue light glasses before you go to sleep? I try to wear them, like, uh, a lot, but apparently blue light stimu- stimulates cortisol. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering Which is a stress stuff. hormone. Yeah. So all your electronics... You know, your computer, yeah. your phone have this blue light. Although the phones now have the ability to switch it to blue light safety. Mode. Oh, really? So yeah. maybe it's like the same thing as putting the glasses. You on. don't have that. You didn't do that. I don't think so. Yeah, I put my fo- I put my phone on blue light mode. Well, the real because- reason I got the glasses, which are not like they're fine, is because I was getting headaches. So I thought maybe it had something to do oh. with the light. I don't are you know. okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh. But now that I know that it might help with your sleep, I might as well just keep using them. Yeah, so blue light causes your body to cease producing melatonin, which I did not know. So if you're on your phone all the time or on your computer all the time, you might want to consider blue light glasses. Okay. Although I, that's not going to help me get it's more sleep. It's not going to find me more time to sleep. So none of this is really going to help you. No, but these are all good things about sleep. Did you, um, there is this very popular sleep co- podcast called Sleep With Me. Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah, it's this guy, guy, his tagline is a podcast that puts you to sleep. So he'll just tell stories, like, on this podcast that just, like, are supposedly, like, really good at knocking you out. And he used to be an insomniac, so that's why he created it. Interesting. It's, like, one of the most popular podcasts right now. How's he sleeping now? now? I guess good. I guess he's doing this for other people. Um, My husband's listened to it before, because he always, the only way he can go to sleep is actually listening to podcasts. Interesting. I don't know why. So does he listen to ours? Um, yes, he listens. Lie, lie to us. Lie to me. <laughs> he he listens to it all the time. He hears the first words and he goes to sleep. Yes. So but he actually never listens to it. So though. for people that do have trouble sleeping, you can try the Sleep With Me podcast. That also has a spinoff show called Game of Drones. Oh, cute. Just, <laughs> Very cute. The only Game of Thrones sleep podcast. Interesting. Um, but you've checked, like, you don't have a sleep disorder, right? You no. Okay, good. No, I could sleep. I mean... I always wonder, like, how do you... You know you should be treated for like sleep apnea. I think sleep apnea seems like more and more people have it. Yeah, and I and I I think unfortunately people who are overweight tend to have more of that. Yeah, that's right. Um, And there's a lot of research on sleep apnea, but I I don't I I must confess I'm naive. I don't really know a lot about it. Apparently. Shaq has it, and he has to have it, one of those CPAP machines to help right. stabilize But if he breathing. didn't have it, would he die? I mean, well, I believe in s- that yeah. people have sleep apnea, but I don't know, like, chicken or the egg. Like, some people think it's the sleep apnea that's causing all this other stuff. Right. But but I, it's probably I just because I'm it ignorant. It is weird that I keep hearing more and more people are having it. But apparently sleep apnea can increase your risk of heart failure and heart attacks. So yeah, I guess there that's are a million things. Yeah. It. This is the question that I had. Okay. This is my final question for you, Dr. Cohen. Final question. Doctors, whenever you go to them for, like, a cold or, you know, flu, whatever, they say, you know, drink more liquids, get more sleep. What is that? Is that, like, something you say to patients, too? Like, how does getting more sleep 
Does this, so, like, the lack of movement help? No, it has nothing to do with the lack of movement. It has to do with rest, mm-hmm. and it has to do with a lot of our healing, both physical and mental, occurs when we sleep. And allowing the normal sleep-wake cycle with our level, hormonal levels and everything to go up and down, that's when we heal. That's when we regenerate, is, mm-hmm. is when we sleep. So um, if a patient is sick, like, they should just sleep as much as they can? No, no, by no okay. means. But getting enough sleep is important. So you that's know, what they mean by eight, sleep. Yeah, just getting get eight to ten hours of sleep. Okay. And hydrating because fever tends to make you de. When you're sick, you tend to get a fever. Fever tends to dehydrate. So mm-hmm. that's why they say drink. You know, the thinking is is you're going to be dehydrated. But to some degree, there's a feeling, although it goes back and forth every few years. Being super hydrated, some people think helps. You know, flush in mm-hmm. the system. But there's a lot of back-and-forth opinions on that. Right. But I feel like, so you sleep mainly like six hours a night. You don't seem to be, you don't seem to get sick to or six. more sick no. than other people. No. I, luckily, I don't. No. Yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering if lack of sleep, like, uh, enables your body to get sick. It might. It might. And But the other thing in terms of just longevity, people think sleep is something important for longevity, mm-hmm. and in terms of mental health, you know, when they talk about dementia, mm-hmm. one of the, so that's why it's interesting to me, is because my grandmother, I saw her have Alzheimer's, um, and it, it was nuts, and I knew mm-hmm. it's in my family, yeah. um, and one of the, you know, current things, thinking in terms of decreasing the risk uh, or the incidences of dementia is getting enough sleep. Right. So for me, that's why it's important is, again, so you let your brain kind of process and do all the stuff because the brain does stuff when it's, you know, it's kind of like a computer kind of mm. going on sleep mode. Right. Same kind of thing. Um, any gross anatomy story? Anything else you want to end with? Any gross anatomy story? Well, I, I posted on my thyroid guy already. I took out a giant goiter. Ooh. A giant thyroid this week, and uh, after I took it out, everyone was like, "Are those lungs?" You know, it was oh, so wow. big that that everybody was like, "Wow!" Mm. Um, so I posted a picture on my thyroid guy. That was not so gross, but it was anatomy. Yeah, I feel like I had another gross anatomy story, but I can't remember it right now. You didn't tell me. Yeah. All right. Well, and you know why I can't remember it? Because you're tired. Because <laughs> I'm not getting enough sleep. Yes. But strive. I really love striving. And if you and I, I think I mentioned it on our Instagram post, striving. Striving, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. And hopefully next, is it next week or in two weeks? Two weeks we're going to have a guest. Two weeks. We hope. Yes. Two weeks to guest. And we're very excited. Yeah. So thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. Remember, sight, smells, sounds, and medicine. And um, give us feedback. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. Thank you. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.